0: Clayton. John
1: Clayton. Hey mom!
0: I'm done with my segment! This is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton.
1: Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill.
0: Time to talk football with the Professor John Clayton. We do it every day at this time with Wyman and Bob. If you guys have questions for John, you know what to do. Text those questions into 206-421-3776. That's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let him go for the day, hello, John. Hello, guys. Uh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh. Season's over. It's uh, it's it's so bad that it made Dave Wyman sick. He couldn't even come in today to talk about it.
1: Well, you can. Could you imagine doing <laughs> d- doing the three hour broadcast and uh, talking about what he had to talk about and talking about how bad the offense was? Yeah, it was sickening.
0: What you know, we were talking about it to open the show, and it's not just one person or nope. one thing. Last night it was. The Lion was bad. Russell was bad. Uh, the play call. I mean, you, you can just go up and down. It's it's such a collective with this team. And I can't, for the life of me, John, figure out what has happened since last year. They brought in Gabe Jackson, mm-hmm. an upgrade over your potty. They brought in Gerald Everett, who was, a, a fan, who was turned in, especially recently, showing what a really, really good player he is. Yeah, Carson got hurt. Russell got hurt. They were struggling before those guys got hurt. What what has happened? Is this Waldron is this Pete? How do you how do you sort of pick apart what what led to where we are now?
1: I mean, really, I think what you do is you put it uh, on the injury to Russell Wilson because any time you take away you know, an elite quarterback for whatever period of time, you're going to pay a price. And you know, he's still not 100%. I think that's pretty evident. Uh, you know, he, he did better things. He threw for over 240 yards, but again, the big thing with this offense, they just don't get enough plays. I mean, you know, you you can talk about, you know, some of the better things that he did, throwing the ball, getting Tyler Lockett, you know, doing all those things. But in the end, in the second half, he had five consecutive three and outs. Now, part of that has to be the running game. They go into the game with only two running backs, and they don't run the ball much anymore. And so, you know, Alex Collins gets stopped. DJ Dallas gets stopped. You know, they didn't have... Travis Homer and the Rashad Penny's on IR, so that worked against them. You know, offensive line, they were down, you know, at least one starter with Damian Lewis. Then uh yeah, you know, they didn't have their best backup at Jamarco Jones. And so you, all those things thrown together just work against them and for whatever reason over the last month Russell just
2: isn't getting the ball to DK Metcalf. How much do you think mentally This injury has affected him, John. I mean, he he just—he doesn't—outside of maybe the fingers still, he just doesn't look comfortable. He doesn't look right, and he's missing open receivers or or not seeing them, and it just doesn't seem like a normal Russell Wilson out there.
1: No, it doesn't. But again, I think, you know, there's got to be some expectation for that, considering the injury he came off of, and, you know, he came off it fast. I'm not saying that he rushed it or anything like that, because you can see that he still has the ability to play, still has the ability to throw, but, uh, you know, he's just right now not the same, and— uh, you can even hear Pete talking about he missed open guys and, you know, he, he's got to play better and the coaching staff has to do better. And, you know, I, uh, even Pete said some good things about Shane Waldron and getting some guys open. But the problem is, if they're open and the ball doesn't get to them, then it's going to be incomplete. I mean, think about the idea. They come into this week and they're the lowest in the league with 55 offensive plays a game at 47 last night. Mm-hmm. 47 think about that and so how how do you have any chance to even compete even though they were able to compete when you know your offense is going to be on the field half the time as the defense or half the time as the opposing team's offense or even less than half the time
0: yeah and listen there's no doubt russell being out and coming back he's he's i don't care what he says about the finger it's, it's he's yeah. not a hundred percent but what is true is before he got hurt, this offense was having problems they They just weren't they weren't gelling outside of the Colts game after that we'd get one good half and the other half. I remember talking about it like hey what what was going on in that first half or that second half so they've they've been inconsistent even before the injuries as far as the next six games go what do you think you know we talked about it with Dave and talked about it with with uh, Mark Schlereth earlier, and they both talked about his players, you know Dave played for the two and fourteen Seahawks and said his mindset was. He wanted it on tape, and Schlereth said the same thing when he played for bad teams. I, w- I want the tape to show I'm not the problem. I'm not the problem. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're looking at through the rest of the season. What, what do you think? Do you think that's where this team is now, that guys individually are going to go, well, if my job is to be here, then I'm going to be here. And if I'm supposed to be in that spot, then I'm going to make sure I'm in that spot, and the tape won't lie. You would hope so, and
1: you would you would think that would be the case. I still remember that 2-14 because uh, covering it, for the News Tribune, it's like uh, that was, uh, you know, statistically the third worst offense in the history of football. I think they only scored 143 points in the entire season, <laughs> and you know they just d- didn't have much at the quarterback position and didn't have much overall. But their defense played pretty well. You know, Rusty Tillman, I think, was the defensive coordinator. You know, Cortez Kennedy had an MVP season, even on a two and fourteen team. And then, uh, you know, defensively, they did some good things, but offensively, they couldn't do anything. And now you look at this offense, I'm not saying it's as bad as, you know, that year, but uh, it's pretty bad.
2: John, why are they having so much trouble running the football? Is it because the offensive line is struggling to block? Is it because, I mean, Alex Collins is, you know, he was a third-string running back, maybe second-string at the start of the year, yeah. but have they lost confidence in trying to establish the run when they are given so few plays to maybe make something happen on offense?
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, it's like you, you go back in uh, cup, cup, you know, the Arizona game. They ran the ball well then. Uh, at at different times, but I think what ends up happening is that, uh, you know, you try to call a running play on first down, and it gets stuffed. Now, I mean, you can see last night, say what you want about Washington, you know, they lost their two great first-round defensive ends in Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young, but their two tackles are really good, and so with Damian Lewis out, uh, you know, and Ethan Posick there at center, they were able to gobble up the uh, inside runs, which of course, you know, that may, you may put this on Shane Waldron. He probably should have called more outside runs, but again, when you only have 47 plays, you're not going to have many runs. And particularly too, if you're going to be setting down at second and 10 second and nine, you know, as far as the, uh, the play call, because uh, now you're in a hole, you throw a pass and it's incomplete. You're now third and nine. And then, you know, you get a penalty here or there false start and all that stuff. So that's working against them. But right now
0: it's just brutal to watch. So what do you think? Let's fast forward to the end of the season because I as I well let me ask you this. I'll ask you the question I asked the listeners to open the show. Looking at the next six games, last six games, realistically based on what we've seen from this team, how many of those games would you realistically look at and say that's a win? Three. Three? Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: Which, because again, it's like you look at Chicago. Uh, maybe they might have Chicago- problems against Chicago, but Detroit's a winless team. Houston's one of the worst teams in
0: football. So that's that should didn't be... Didn't they just beat Tennessee? What's that? Didn't, didn't Houston just beat Tennessee? Well, I mean... Week before last? I mean, yeah, it's meaningless. Well, but they've shown they can beat a team that you figure they've got no chance against, and the Lions are tooth and nail with everybody. I, d- I, d- I don't know that you look at any game, John, and go, oh, yeah, that's an absolute win. Uh-huh.
1: Well, I, I mean, ju- has anybody... Uh, Has Detroit beaten anybody this year? And the answer is no. They may play competitively, but, uh, you know, they're no good. And, again, the no-good teams, now you can say Seattle right now is no good because they got the second-worst team as far as record in the uh, NFC. You know, that's obviously for real. But, uh, no, I mean, I think they can win three, but that's about it. I I can't see them winning the two road games in the division. We'll see how they do against San Francisco, but I'm not optimistic about that. And then, you know, they have to play at Arizona. They have to play at Los Angeles. I think those games are losses. And so it's like, uh, but I do think that uh, it's like, and remember, I mean, you're looking at a league right now where there's so many different crazy stuff going on with good teams, you know, playing bad at different times. uh, You can't read too much into that. I mean, the bad teams are the bad teams.
2: Do the sea? I mean, the Seahawks have to fall on the list of bad teams, though, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. So, well, we'll see. I think my issue seems to be, you know, that every week the offense just not necessarily getting better, but no, they're stagnant worse. to getting worse. Yeah,
1: it's getting worse. Yeah. I mean, when you go from you know an average of fifty-five plays a game, and you only have forty-seven last night, and then you go into second half and you have five consecutive three-and-outs, what do you expect?
2: so i know the, I know the danger in in going up tempo when you're having trouble even staying on the field, but Russell Wilson mentioned it after the Arizona game that he liked when they were in that two minute stuff, and that's yeah. when the offense moved well at this point I mean you just you, you try anything because whatever you're trying to do right now, lining up and, and running or having a set offense isn't mm-hmm. working. Do they switch it up and really try to show new looks moving forward on offense?
1: Well, I mean, I think they need to do the up-tempo thing. I need to, they need to run the ball more, but they need to run the ball a little bit more to the outside. You know, they've got to be real selective as far as that goes. Uh, but I think the uh, up-tempo thing still is there because that's what Russ can do. The only problem is when you take uh, two of your top six offensive linemen and take them out of the mix, you know, that's a problem. Because again, it affects the blocking and affects you know the run blocking and everything else. So that's that's an that's a big issue.
0: How mu- how much of the O line issues do you put on Solari this year?
1: Nah, not much. I mean, I think he's a great coach, and you know it's like uh, you know it's like you, you can only coach so much. I mean, again, you know I think there's you know because again injuries have played uh, a part in it. You know Brandon has missed some time at right tackle. You know Dwayne Brown's been uh, banged up. Uh, you know, Ethan Posick didn't take over until about mid-season. And so, you know, the. I think, you know, Solari is a great coach, but the problem is nothing's clicking. Well, and again, with... so much of it has to go to the fact that you have an elite quarterback that's, you know, out for three games and then not playing well for the other three.
2: So, yeah, along those lines, I mean, should they be trying to drop more short passes, intermediate passes, and, and kind of quick tempo things for for Russ to get back into a rhythm? I mean, on that, on that touchdown drive, the first touchdown drive, we saw everything that I think we expected this offense to be, right? We saw right. some runs. We saw passes to the tight ends. It was a great touchdown pass squeezed mm-hmm. into Gerald Everett. Is there a way to kind of get everyone on the same page and say, look – this is going to have to be the offense until you can establish that deep shots are there and the line gives you enough time to take deep shots.
1: Yeah, and of course, I mean, you know, they got you know at least two deep shots to Tyler Lockett that looked pretty good and one to Freddie Swain, uh, but uh, yeah, but yeah, I think that they they've got to minimize the deep shots because you know there's more chance of it going wrong than good. I mean, one thing that's at least positive, except for the, the you know, the two-point conversion at the end. You know, Russell hasn't thrown many interceptions. That's encouraging, not like last year. But uh, yeah, I mean, he, I think that he still has that tendency to want to throw the ball deep, and that can get you in problems.
0: What do, what do you make of? Uh, you know, we were talking about DK getting no targets in the first half. Yeah. I was I was surprised to see that he had four in the game. I don't even remember them yeah. throwing him to throwing the ball his direction four times, but. Uh, four targets, none in the first half. And mm-hmm. do you look at that as a function of the, the play calling? Because Pete's like, well, we had plays called for him, and Russell was saying the same things, but yeah. they were talking about the coverage. Is DK not getting separation? Is it because we you can look at any other great player on any other team, and they're great because they do it week in, week out, even when the defense is scheming to stop Derrick Henry mm-hmm. and when they're scheming to stop... Uh, you know, Devonte Adams, or we can go up and down the list of all these players that, you know, the defense is, is targeting, yet they still find a way to succeed. They have not been able to do that with DK Metcalf. Well, I think it's pretty clear that uh, there's a
1: little bit more zone that's being used. And with that in mind, they're double teaming DK Metcalf. Now you look at about two or three of the targets that were there. I mean, you know, he was open, but uh, Russell overthrew him. I mean, it's like, uh, you know, as big of a jumper as, as DK Metcalf is, he can't catch a pass that's 12 yards above his head. I mean, that that tends to be a little bit of an issue. And so, uh, you know, it's just, it just isn't clicking right now with Metcalf. And you can see that he's frustrated. You can see that, uh, you know, they need to get him the ball more. I mean, certainly Tyler Lockett is a professional that, you know, is able to find a way to get open and even get open deep when necessary. But, uh, you know, they've got to find a way to get more to DK Metcalf. I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they're, you know, using the tight ends a little bit more because you can use them on the short passes. And that's what they did. I mean, you know, I think that, you know, they need to mix in some screen passes, too. They haven't been able to do that. But then again, it's like we can talk about what they aren't doing. But the fact is, when you only have 47 plays, there's more aren't than
2: is. John, Bob and I were talking about this before the show, and, and we couldn't believe that Carlos Dunlap yeah. only was out there for four plays. Mm-hmm. Four plays. What What is going on it. with him this year? I don't know. I mean, I'm baffled because,
1: I mean, I mean and of course, one of the plays, <laughs> he was out there. I think he got a penalty, didn't he? Uh, he got, I think he got a uh, encroachment, uh, and it was real costly because it gave, I think it was a third down deep in mm-hmm. – uh, you know, their territory and it gave him a first down and that took away some things, you know, because again, Washington then was able to, you know, move the ball maybe to a couple, two or three first downs. But yeah, I'm, I'm baffled because he was such an important part of last year, but it's been, you know, that and a decrease on a continued decrease for most of this season.
0: Boy, this, uh, this Christian McCaffrey deal looks like in complete disaster. He's yeah. played, what, 10 games of 33 total that he could have played since signing that deal, and he's now done for the year. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for the – I mean, he's an unbelievable player when he's healthy. Obviously, he's not trying to get hurt. But right. the timing of this, since it feels like since he put pen to paper and signed that extension, it, it's just gone completely south.
1: It has, and so have the Carolina Panthers gone completely south. Yeah, because I mean Cam getting uh, benched. Yeah, he's he's the face. You know, McCaffrey's the face of the franchise, and you know, right now he's the face is in the training room, uh, trying to get uh, treatment, and now he's out for the season for the second straight year, and he just does, hasn't been able to play much, and that's not good. So you throw all that together, it's a it's a mess.
2: John, I know the Niners are uh, pretty banged up. What do they look like coming into this matchup? Uh you know
1: the the big the big one's Debo Samuel, <laughs> because. He's going to miss a couple of weeks because of uh, I think it's an ankle injury or something like that, and so that I mean he's he's so important to them because basically you know as great as he is as a wide receiver as fast as he is as a wide receiver he's their running game you know because they they put him. You know, with jet sweeps and they put him in the backfield and he's been running like crazy so that's going to take a big element out of the offense you know Fred Warner the uh, linebacker you know he just got off the injured reserve list he's hurt so that's not good and again 49ers continue to have a whole bunch of injuries that's something that just hasn't changed but right now they're playing decent football they're in a position to make a playoff run and you know and again it may only be nine wins that they get but you know you can have one or two teams I think with nine wins in the NFC
0: John uh the Steelers got their tails kicked Big by time. the Cincinnati Bengals that was uh, oh. for, 41 to 10 brutal Oof. but I, I I do I love Tomlin I think he's a very good coach and I like that he he just kind of throws it out there he talked about you know hey we just stunk the place up and when you play the way that we play and the score is as lopsided as it is, uh, that's just the reality of it. Mm-hmm. He says what you can't do is continue to do the things you've been doing and expect a different result. We're open to some schematic changes. We're open to some personnel changes. Uh, he says he doesn't think they're going to be drastic, but probably more subtle, but hopefully significant in a positive way. So what what kind of changes could that team make, or are they just a banged-up older team that just is not going to be much better than what we've seen? Well, they're so much younger on the
1: offensive line, but the offensive line's been terrible. You know, Ben Roethlisberger had a bad game. Uh, they you know, they, they still have Najee Harris. They're a little bit thin at the wide receiver position. Their defense couldn't stop the run. And now we find out that T.J. Watt is on COVID-19. We don't know if he's going to be able to play this week. And so there's, um, Joe Hayden hasn't been able to play. I mean, it's just all falling apart to a point right now where, you know, it's like, as uh, Mike Tomlin says, it's time to put up or shut up. And right now, uh, if they don't put up, they're going to have to shut up.
2: John, you know, the Seahawks have been criticized now because, okay, this pick for Jamal Adams is going to turn into a top five one for the Jets, but the Rams, they have traded traded everything. The Rams have traded everything for this season, and here they are. They've lost three straight. Their defense has been porous, giving up nearly 30 points a game in these losses. Mm -hmm. How much pressure is there on, on that staff? on Sean McVay if they don't get this figured out this year.
1: Well, I mean, it's not, it's not like he's going to lose his job or anything like that. I mean, you know, he could put himself in a position because it's Sean McVay that, uh, you know, because I know a couple of years ago, uh, you know, at the year after the Super Bowl, he was thinking about getting out of coaching. And right now, I think there's a lot of pressure on him uh, because, you know, the play calls aren't as good as they normally are, even with Matthew Stafford. You know, Stafford's the better quarterback than Jared Cook. Uh, but uh, or Jared Goff, but also what you're looking at is that, uh, you know, they, they're in a position right now where they're just, uh, you know, they're just not functioning well. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. has hardly done anything. You know, they don't have a running game that's worth anything. I think their offensive line, and I know that, you know, at yesterday Sean McVay kept on talking about how thin they are on offense. They don't have much depth, and they're paying a price for that.
0: John, I'm sure you were excited to hear that Urban Meyer said he's got no interest in taking another head coaching job in college and remains committed to rebuilding the Jags because he he at one point called Notre Dame his dream job. So everybody Mm -hmm. thought, you know, now that Kelly is leaving for LSU, that Urban Meyer would be interested in the, the Notre Dame job. But Sound, at least he's he's saying the right things right now. What do you think? He's saying the right
1: things, except if you're going to be a Jaguar fan and you're watching the team, you know, because it's terrible. And what he's doing with Trevor Lawrence is terrible, because I mean Trevor has really been bad for about six six seven weeks. I mean he's had a couple good number games, but he hasn't played consistently well. And so here you have the first pick in the draft, and that's not working out. You got you know the worst defense in football. That hasn't been fixed. He's played a part in that because he's played a part in, you know, getting the guys that are on the roster. So that hasn't worked out. But uh, yeah, it's it's just a mess right now. And you know, you would wish that uh, he would step down, but of course, somebody's making like <laughs> you now, would I, wish. I would wish. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's making like uh, eight nine million dollars a year, so that's not happening. But uh, all I know
0: is that they're not going to win with him. <laughs> oh, yeah I, I think there are probably some jags fans wishing he'd, he'd take that job as well john yeah no doubt uh john i get, we probably won't talk to you tomorrow no. right we've got a short show tomorrow for cougar basketball so mm-hmm. we will talk to you What, thursday, tuesday, yeah, thursday. Like, what day? tuesday yeah, thursday yeah i'm thinking yeah. today is monday yeah, but yeah huh,
1: we'll talk on thursday
0: we'll talk on thursday john <laughs> okay all right there you go if you missed any of today's cold hard facts brought to you by coors light made to chill download the podcast at 710sports.com